Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to the Western Podcast. This is episode four of season four. Um, I am your host, Nicole Catalina. I'm one of the writers for the Western, and I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Um, I really appreciate the feedback for the show so far. I love seeing everyone sharing the episodes. I love sh- <laughs> I love seeing everyone sharing the previews, especially. Um, I read all your feedback. I'm really feeling the love. It just makes me really happy as well to see um, a lot of these guests getting so much attention um, on this platform. So yeah. Um, also, a random note: I've noticed we have a lot of fillers <laughs> um, on this show so far. Um, this is a really huge coincidence. Um, that's just something I noticed. And our next week's guest is going to be another filler creative. Um, we are somewhat becoming something of a Filipino showing podcast without even knowing um, but again that's just one huge coincidence I didn't mean that to happen <laughs> um, but there will be some non-filo guests later on so stay in tune for that um, if you want to see more content from us um, if you want any to give us any feedback about the podcast or just want to drop by and say hi don't be afraid to get on our socials um, you can send us a DM on Instagram so our Instagram is the Western, so that's at the.western, or you can share up a message on our website, thewestern.com.au. Okay, so I'll just give a brief acknowledgement to country. On behalf of the Western team, we would like to acknowledge the Derek people as the traditional custodians of the land where we are currently recording this podcast. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, emerging, and continue to acknowledge their spiritual connection to country. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Okay, so for this episode, we have Jaisal Jozik. Um, she is no stranger to the Western. We have interviewed her previously last year for Culture Shock's launch party. Um, for those who don't know, um, Jay Slays, AKJ, AK Jaisal, that's Hazel with a J, is a multidisciplinary biracial designer currently living in Maryland. Originally raised in Northern Beaches and the Upper North Shore, she found her practice more relevant to other creatives in Western Sydney. Jaisal is of Filipino and Croatian descent, which plays a major role in her personal aim to uplift other creatives of color. Jaisal plays around in many disciplines, including photography, graphic design, videography, and events, and always centers her work around the subject. She has worked and continues to work with singers, rappers, fashion designers, and local creatives, providing them with authentically captured content to uplift their own personal brands. So, without further ado, Jaisal, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good to see you again. You too. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, literally been a whole year. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I think when I first heard about your name, it was through uni, and mm-hmm. I only heard you by word of mouth I never actually met you (laughs) (laughs) that's so weird to think about (laughs) yeah Yeah. and but once I heard about like what you were doing for culture shock like you know I just had to meet you so yeah and it was it was great like it was for the better yeah exactly I'm so glad we connected yeah it was meant to be exactly (laughs) (laughs) so just as a bit of an icebreaker um it was your birthday last weekend how was that yes that was fun (laughs) um yeah uh it was this past saturday and i just like hang out hung out with some friends like i turned 22 and i'm a taurus and i already had like we were meant to go to melbourne but our trip was cancelled so i had to like throw something last minute together see all my mates but it ended up being good so no complaints another year around the sun yes 
Love to see it. <laughs> I was too broke for that night. That's all right. <laughs> so was I. I saw, <laughs> uh, but I saw your stories. Oh my god, the chaos. The chaos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're the most chaotic Taurus I've ever met. <laughs> it's the Leo Moon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, pink moon tonight. <laughs> um, anyway, um, thank you again for joining this interview. Um, I was discussing with Laura, our editor-in-chief, that we wanted more female creatives and guests because, you know, the future is female. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, being a creative is... It can be very intimidating sometimes, especially when, like, you're one of colour who's new to the scene. Yeah. And, you know, platforming you, I want to show that's possible to find success in, in Spotlight in spite of these adversities. 100%. Yeah, and it's interesting because... Um, last week we interviewed Jade Diaz. So they're a non-binary Filipino uh, makeup artist. Yeah. And a lot of the work is actually very. They they don't work like they work outside community. They mm-hmm. decide to just work at home um, so they can recharge themselves. Yeah. All in the name of self care and healing. Whereas with you, you're on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. <laughs> um, yeah. You work within community. You're all about connection. Yeah. Um, and that's absolutely valid as well. Mm-hmm. So we want to show that there's, you know, all forms of creativity and practice is absolutely valid. So 100%. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's go to the very beginning. Um, how did you start out as a creative? Um, did you have like one main practice um, like at the very beginning of your career or like have you always been interdisciplinary from the very beginning? Um, I think from the beginning I've always been just creating with whatever I could get my hands on. Like I, I suppose it started when I was a kid, you know, I always liked to draw and colour in and then um, that would like – even in primary school, I would go to after school care and I would make jewellery and I would play with clay, like air dry clay and stuff like that. And then going into high school, I really, for some reason, wanted to get into photography and take photos. And so I got into that, you know, using school cameras or like uh, tiny digital point and shoots or just whatever I could get my hands on. And then from there, I just... Um, started to define the um fields that I wanted to be in more and more just through like towards the end of high school yeah Uh, that's awesome yeah Yeah. so when you say towards the end of high school you you definitely had like once a goal like that you just wanted to be creative no matter what yeah pretty much because I knew like year 11 and 12 is so stressful absolutely (laughs) and I definitely knew that like my grades were not up to par for anything else like my highest grades were art (laughs) and um I had a really good connection with my with my teachers which helped you know the mentoring process through um the visual arts um subject Mm um yeah because my family of course well, my grandma specifically was hassling me to do nursing or become a doctor or be a lawyer. That's the most filler thing yes. ever. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but I just decided that I want to live for me and do what I am passionate about and hopefully that can relate to other people and help other people out too. Awesome, yeah. I think that's really great that um, – towards the end of high school you had such a definite goal because not many people and it's absolutely valid to not have yeah exactly yeah but it's awesome that you've always had that sort of passion for 
creativity like from the very beginning yeah. like i didn't even expect your answer to be all the way back <laughs> to just air drying clay <laughs> yeah <laughs> we love to see the breath <laughs> cool anyway um just holding back in onto your last interview um so obviously in your bio you mentioned that you grew up in the north shore mm-hmm. um so what specifically um attracted you to western sydney especially western sydney creatives um yeah so I didn't really grow up like obviously I grew up in my local community didn't really know much about Western Sydney or whatever I just knew that there are a lot of Filipinos in Blacktown because my family's also Filo and knows other Filos and then I when I turned when I was around 19 I think I was just turning 19 and I wanted to go to more local events and really get into the creative scene because I had been to more mainstream creative events and I found it really intimidating because although the creatives there were much older and experienced and already have their cliques and everything and then I went to an event called Once Again which is ran by Solly and um, Tawanda and those boys um, shout outs and through that event, I met Ricky from Open Source. And then he was like, come to my event next week at Rudy Hill. Come take photos. And yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never been to Rudy Hill. <laughs> wow. And it was a late night. And I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get home? Mm. But through those two events, that's how I was, um, I guess, guided towards Western Sydney and the creative scene here and that really opened a lot of doors for me and made helped me meet a lot of other creative people and cool cool you know family cool people yeah. family vibes <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly oh i love that and i love the way you sort of describe the difference between like the city and mm-hmm. um western sydney because yeah. you say the city is like very clicky and mm-hmm. i agree yeah like it's not just with like event spaces like it's across like you've been to kofa yeah like, exactly you know like which people goes into which clicks and yeah. it's so intuitive because I I think I spoke spoke to Jade after the podcast about this. Um, there is some degree of like nepotism mm. involved, like if, for sure. Yeah, if like you know these people, then like oh yeah, emerging but not really emerging that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, but I do agree as well. Like being in Western Sydney, they really do treat you like a family. Yeah, and it's so like it's wholesome, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's way more um, open. I feel like like no one's afraid to just have a chat, or like no one has really has like a or not many people have like a huge ego to where they're just going to ignore you because they don't know who you are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 100%. Anyway, um let's just go on to culture shock as well. Um how did that how did your platform sort of come into fruition? Um and what were sort of the challenges that you faced in developing a platform like culture shock? Like did you like was did you struggle with finding like something unique to offer with the Mm. platform or what were some of the challenges that you faced yeah um the challenges with culture shock i guess um running the first event went really smoothly like um it was at the lord gladstone and the venue um managers and owner was very lovely and generous with giving us the venue and the dates and all that Mm -hmm. um i think 
the most difficult thing is on the night and actually running an event mm. <laughs> yeah. like managing all the artists and making sure all the equipment's working and making sure the bar's flowing smoothly and everything like that mm-hmm. but it's like the most exhilarating feeling mm-hmm. um and sadly like a couple of weeks after that I believe or like a month after was um the beginning of the lockdown mm-hmm. so that meant no events for like literally a whole year yeah. for, oh, from me at least that was so bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but I feel like a lot of people um like it's easy to reach out to artists and vendors and everyone um for who like asking them to join the event because everyone you know mm-hmm. is just so willing to do whatever mm-hmm. you know to uh have the have their music have their art out there that's wonderful and you know a year on from culture shocks um launch party do you think that you've gotten sort of better at what you do so like better at event mm. organization and yeah i think so like uh, especially because it wasn't something i thought i would ever do <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i feel like i have gotten better especially now um uh, currently working for Butter Sydney as my day job, we are hosting a lot of events now at Butter Parramatta, mm-hmm. and the like more events we do, the easier and smoother it gets because we have like a a set idea of how the night is run, like where we get equipment from and everything like that, and it just becomes like a streamlined process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And I'd love to see more from the brand this year as well. Yes. Like, that would be amazing. Okay. Um, I'm going to dive a little deeper into um, just being what it means to be, f- to be a female creative. But I guess, first of all, because um, you mentioned lockdowns and, mm-hmm. you know, I've, from how I see it from my perspective, you're very, you're a very well-known collaborator across Sydney. Um, you've worked across, you know, as you said in your bio, you work across graphic design, you work across video, event space, um, art photography. Um, you've networked with so many people like Ricky. Um, you've networked with, I remember you collaborating with Tara Chandra for yeah. the Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. What a traumatic time. <laughs> Uni. Oh, yeah, that, that assignment was actually traumatic, but Tara's lovely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love her content as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you've cont- you've come into contact with all of these people. So when lockdown came around, and as you said, like it was pretty much extinct for the event space scene. Um, mm. How were you able to cope with that? Um, were you able to still gain some like fresh ideas from working alone? Or was it more like, do you have to accept that's just more of a struggle? Um, I guess for me, I did have to accept that it was more of a struggle. Um, so 2020 was also my last year of uni and it, all of it being transferred online and then because originally at the beginning of that year I wanted to you know have my honours be based around events as well couldn't do that had to transform that idea again um and I forgot what I was saying (laughs) um um yeah uh I yeah it was definitely harder to collaborate with people I don't think I really did a lot except for maybe my own like personal graphic design and that's Mm -hmm. it really and I was you know my energy was so low because I I'm extroverted so I thrive off of being in social environments Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah, like that's one of my main um parts of my like business and my personal brand and everything like Mm -hmm. photography I like photography so much because it is a social Mm -hmm 
um, job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you were still, because you said you resorted to graphic design. Um, I mean, in, I guess inspirationally, like, were you still, it, it was more like, as long as you're making art, was that still something that was keeping you happy? Oh, yeah, or is it just not the same? <laughs> no, yeah, uh, always making art always makes me happy, especially when like you you go through the creative process and you have that like struggle of like, does this look good or does mm. it not? Like, how do I um, how do I freshen it up or whatever? And then you get to the final stage and you're like, wow, like yeah. I made something out of yeah. nothing yeah. or a horrible pile of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like... It's almost like quantity over quality kind of thing. Mm. Like you just don't stop writing, or like yeah, what's the what's the phrase? It's like write drunk, edit sober. If <laughs> yeah. You're writing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's still great though. But I can I can tell that you obviously thrive on like connecting with people and mm-hmm. socializing. And um, yeah, I wanted to speak a bit more about the creative industry in general, especially in Western mm-hmm. Sydney. Um, do you think the creative industry you know, not just events, organization, but also mm-hmm. music, film, writing, yeah. even graphic design. Do you think it's very male-dominated? And if yes, when do you start to realize this? Hmm. Or do you think it hasn't always been male-dominated? Um, as far as I'm aware, I believe it has been male-dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I started to realize this when I would end up at shoots or like just um I don't even know I guess mainly at shoots and all the crew would be men and then it would just be me and my little camera (laughs) (laughs) like oh my god I feel so like um intimidated right now and not necessarily because of the way the men are just because it's all men but sometimes you know things would happen i'd be like ah shit yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly it's almost like the equivalent of like um you know when you were born and raised in western sydney and then you sort of come out into uni like if you go to UNSW mm. or use it and then yeah. you realize oh like, this <laughs> it's not the same <laughs> i know this is different yeah <laughs> yeah um but how did you how do you navigate those spaces like those um, very masculine spaces yeah, like even if they are kind yeah like, yeah um i just like I tell myself not to be afraid to be assertive. Like if I need to say something, I'm going to say it and they will react however they want and that's on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the Taurus in you coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because like it's kind of necessary. Um, I know I've been at shoots where the like someone on the team will be like, hey, Jay, like can you um, shoot some cover art photos and then I'll have like – I'll have to direct like 50 Western Sydney boys like can you please like sit closer together so you're all in frame for this photo because you all want to be in this photo because you're all here mm. and then they'll like talk back to me and I'll be like <laughs> okay you're gonna look bad in the photo <laughs> yeah, exactly. not my fault <laughs> yeah. yeah but like being like that honestly um the crew would see that in a positive way and like that has gotten me more work rather than like sitting back and like just letting 
them muck around and waste everyone's time yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like you gotta talk your shit yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> love that love that i think we we need more of that like i still um i know many people um as well like they still get so afraid of like you know speaking up like you have mm. to be assertive like, yeah you know, so it's that, something yeah. that i think you learn because funnily enough as a kid i was shy <laughs> um and yeah you just learn to be more comfortable mm. like being assertive because you like what what's the point mm. yeah exactly i mean it's what gets you places exactly yeah. yeah and it's absolutely i think it's also absolutely fine if you're still working on it as well yeah like, exactly yeah. it's always a process like i didn't just become like this overnight mm. like when i was a kid I did not want to socialize with other kids. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's taken 22 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're still working. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's only good. It's only going to go up from here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess digging a little deeper as well, because, you know, in your bio, you sort of thrive um, on being like you, you promote your Filipino and Croatian roots yeah. as a part of your, I guess, your brand. Mm -hmm. Um what are some of the challenges faced in sort of yeah within these industries as a woman of color mm. um like do you think people would take you seriously or you know what were mm. some of the adversities that you would face a lot i think like working in um western sydney circles and like creative scenes people are more accepting and like don't really um aren't bothered that much but you know, sometimes I'll get the odd comment, but um, in other circles, like when I was at uni, I would, a lot of my assignments would be about, you know, people of colour and the, uh, uh, my biracial experience and stuff like that. And some of the tutors, middle-aged white men and women just wouldn't get it. And they would like, like uh, challenge me on my topics or like the importance of it. And I'm just like, what do you mean like trying to show them all these like articles like and they're like you need to go deeper and I'm like what like I've literally lived through this yeah. and you're telling me yeah. <laughs> you tell me it's not something that yeah. I can talk about yeah. yeah it's it's the worst because it's almost like they expect you to like open your traumas and like exactly. open up your like worst experiences because only people of color only have like it's all about the, the struggles and the, struggles <laughs> yeah. and the challenges and i know it's ironic because i'm asking you about these struggles and yeah. challenges but um i think it's so true because it just feels like it gets so laborious at a point yeah exactly yeah um because i don't mind talking about it and everything but um at uni it just got to a point where I was so frustrated and I could see my uh, like my peers who are also people of color like their ideas um based around similar topics getting shut down as well and it was just like so inappropriate <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so I'm glad I'm not around those circles mm, yes yeah, yeah you should be <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah it's kind of it yeah I think that's where most of the intimidation comes from when it comes to navigating like um creative spaces because you think at first um it's in the city but obviously the city has like some formal you know as i said nepotism and mm, yeah. elitism yeah um and as you said as well like b 
being down here it is more like a family yeah um do you still face some challenges from working with western sydney artists mm. or are you like you, do you see yourself like adjusting like well yeah i think i've adjusted well i think the challenges would be like the same as working with any other artist um like across sydney mm-hmm. just because but like it is a bit easier because you already have this like common understanding of you know being from western sydney or like being a person of color and like you don't really have to explain yourself to each other mm. and like you can just bounce ideas and just get it mm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah and I, and i think that's so true like you don't have to because i i definitely think more of the explaining comes from when you're within the city and mm. people don't really know or like are familiar with you know what it means to be a filipino mm. in you know western sydney or what it means to grow up in the north shore as a yeah. filipino of color um i was also wondering as well um because i know some creatives don't like to like emphasize like emphasize (laughs) that's all right (laughs) they they don't like to like accentuate um like parts of their identity as a part of a practice Mm -hmm. so like you know for example um i remember at uni the other day we're talking about this um director who is persian and bisexual but Mm. i don't but she doesn't like to brand herself all the time as that way. She just yeah. wants to be seen as just a director, yeah. even if like her Persian and bisexual roots do come into her film, 100%, yeah, yeah. filmmaking. So I wanted to ask that same question if, you know, if being, is your identity as a Filipino creative like that much of an importance to practice? Like, do you have to keep telling others that mm-hmm. you're Filipino creative or do you just want to be seen as just a creative person? Um, uh, obviously it's important to me, but I don't think it's necessary for my brand. I think the reason that I have kind of emphasized that like on my socials and stuff is because ever since I was a kid, I would be asked like, what am I? Like ev- almost every day probably yeah. because I grew, around, grew up around um, white communities and like, oh my God, she's not like us. What What is that? <laughs> so I always feel like I am like exposed explaining myself um when I know I don't have to so I so, you know these days I'm just I just like I just uh troll them and like <laughs> say whatever I want yeah. I'll let them guess and try and figure it out um but yeah I guess it's just to avoid like to not to avoid but like have less questions asked mm. about my identity um because if you can uh recognize the flags in my bio then you don't need to ask me mm what i am yeah <laughs> that's fair enough oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah 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 and oh shit sorry i had a brain fart for a second that's i forgot right. what i was gonna say uh no i think that's so true like um i think for all people of color as well mm-hmm. like you do get sick of like the guessing game from, like, <laughs> yeah. the whites. like y- you kind of like when you think about it, like you just know how to run through in your head yeah. like and obviously I can't speak for like being biracial, mm-hmm. but um, it's so interesting like how like people looking from the outside in, they want closure from your race. Yeah. Like why do you want to know? Yeah. Like why won't you leave us alone until yeah. you figure out who we are? Yeah. Like <laughs> Exactly. And it's yeah. like, um, it's kind of funny because it does happen from both sides, but I guess not as 
much as from the philo side. I guess it's older philo generations that always be like, oh my God, like you're so pretty because you're half white. They won't say because you're half white, but you know, they'll like say, oh, your features are very, mm. sh- they're sharper. Your nose is be- better when mm. I, it makes me so uncomfortable when, you know, um, my my Atta's friends say that to me. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> You're putting me in such an oh, uncomfortable position. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we literally, I literally talked about this with Jade last week mm. because I think almost in a way, I think it's so true to like have, like in your context, to have like your Filipino identity sort of out there because yeah. um, in a way your work, I sort of, examined this through jade last week and mm-hmm. i kind of want to ask you this as well um and it's a bit of a deep question but go for I'll it, ask it. <laughs> would you say um your work is almost decolonial in a way or would that be a bit too much of a stretch like, um i would like to think it is i hope it is <laughs> <laughs> i mean if it's not that's the goal <laughs> yeah um yeah, because I guess I hope to I hope that my the way my work comes across is that it's like more of a focus on community and like family vibes and like just giving each other uh, a chance to be seen and heard without like the white you know view mm. gaze. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's so true. Yeah, and yeah, the reason why I asked this as well because I think in a lot of platforms the word like decolonization like it's a cool word right Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but i feel like people have used that like or misused that so much as if it's like a trend yeah and it's like you you. just kind of like throw it around (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and um how do you how do you think i mean if you were to sort of decolonize your work Mm. um how how do you think that could begin like decolonizing it like like all the way honestly would be like i mean stripping it of i mean okay so because i am the the one i'm driving the car i'm the one in charge (laughs) (laughs) and inherently i am half filipina Mm. so i feel that is step one Mm. (laughs) and my dad is also an immigrant Mm. so he is from eastern europe um yes Mm -hmm. that has its own thing yes (laughs) um but I think yeah like it would be like assessing the technologies I use and the and how I use it and everything like that like like I mean I use Adobe right like that's very much 21st century uh um white man in an office nine to five uh minimal design things (laughs) so like it's weird how like adobe has become like the industry standard yeah <laughs> it's weird yeah. right yeah it's so weird um, um but yeah i think it would be a move to if i really wanted to to get more creative with how i how i am in my process but you know what in reality this is the easiest way for me to create my art (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah, sorry that was such a heavy question no it's (laughs) it's fun it's good yeah yeah because that was like so off the cuff um and i think that's become like such a theme in the podcast so far Mm -hmm. because i think 
yeah we start with the idea of decolonization through i think jared's work um in film because mm-hmm. philo's like the colonial mentality is like yeah. so strong and, and very strong yeah and we have to like, as you said your titas would say like oh like you have such a defined mm-hmm. you know you yeah. have such sharp features and you know do you think you know being a person of color um who is connected to within this community um have you had people sort of come up to you and say like your work is inspiring or like actually help inspire <laughs> other influential like that's cute yeah <laughs> like i love to hear stories <laughs> like if you have that sort of impact yet yeah um, i mean i feel like i have like um people who have been to culture shock events um you know are so excited and like to be there and just be in a room where they feel like they are a part of something or um like even my like local creative friends or like people that I meet through Instagram and they're like wow your work is so cool like um and I just become friends with them because like I want to help them I want to show them how they can like do cool shit better or like just see watch their progress because that yeah that's what it's about for me is like the community and like everybody gets a piece of the pie if we all work together kind of vibe because um I think you fall when you do it for the wrong reasons and for yourself and yourself only and you're super closed off about all your um processes and everything like that yeah uh, that's a wonderful answer <laughs> yeah and i think yeah I th- and i think like connecting with community like even if it may not work for some people mm. like if it does work for you um i think that's so inspiring to have because it's also it's also like you're not in competition with one another exactly yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it should be like that or like yes we use the same mediums or whatever we you know we're in the same circles but it doesn't mean we have to be um trying to one-up each other like we should be creating from the heart mm-hmm. and not because we're trying to get the most likes or the most followers or the most collaborations or whatever mm-hmm. yeah 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 because otherwise i'll be doing for clout yeah you? exactly <laughs> there we go <laughs> cool so on that note um why do you think, and I, I think I kind of answered this with being a person of color, mm-hmm. like in these creative spaces, but in terms of being a woman, a female creative, why do you, why do you think it's important now, especially to have more women in event run spaces? Mm-hmm. And do you still think we have a long way to go or do you think we're paving the way now? Um, I think we have... A- I'm not sure how long to go, but yeah, we have some time to go for sure. Mm. Um, and female run spaces because like, you know, so you just, I, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. <laughs> I feel like there is, I feel like there is some in flight and we're on the same level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to be real specific right now, but um, a lot of, I've heard and seen uh, receipts of a lot of things that have happened to um, people I know, uh, women I know, or um, friends of those women who have experienced a lot of um, not good things that have happened at events or from people who run events. And I think if you are, if you're 
a person who has that negative mentality and start to run events, of course the culture is going to be of that event is going to be bad and unsafe. Um, so it's very important right now for women to not be afraid to start running their own events or run their own like women's nights or like for the 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 girls the gays and the days and you know screen the names of everyone that comes through like do what you can to protect each other yeah, uh, yeah. oh my god love that answer <laughs> yeah god and that all comes back to community as well exactly yeah. yeah um yeah i think women is number one like even in um you know early philippines women were the leaders so why can't we still be leaders <laughs> exactly 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. oh love that <laughs> and it's so i find it so funny as well because you know living you living in maryland's now you start to realize how small the community is yeah. isn't it yeah. like it's all like six degrees of separation yeah pretty much yeah and i think once you once you sort of know someone who has not done good things yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, it's all it's all about like cancel culture kind of stuff but like once you sort of see like it, it sort of stands out doesn't yeah, it? it does yeah it does stand out and then it becomes a bit hard to like separate from them because of you know the connections you already have but um you i think it's like you should do whatever makes you feel comfortable like if you want to cut them off if you just want to like have some space and like you don't need to explain it to them either like because they should already know they should already figure it out and um um if you know something and it needs to be exposed don't um and like you, you know and everything's done the right way you don't you first thing should be contacting authorities with the uh uh consent of the the you know person affected that's involved like i just i feel like some people have used this kind of uh wave to talk shit about other people which is not what we are meant to do and mm-hmm. um, we are meant to protect each other even as shit as the authorities are you know what else what other resources do we have right now yeah absolutely yeah 100 and I think that sort of goes back to your, ser- your assertiveness, doesn't it? Like, sort of, yeah, not being afraid to speak out. Like, you can't, because I think the longer that you sort of keep it in here forever, mm. like, the worse it's going to get. Exactly. And, yeah. like, who knows, like, if anyone else has sort of struggled that same way. Exactly, and, yeah. you know, as a, and especially in the community, like, if you sort of speak out to others, like, who knows, like, who else is going to stand up for mm-hmm. it. And yeah, You don't have sure. to, yeah, and... I don't think we're always obliged to sort of like if if you sort of see something or are affected by something mm. I, you don't have to sort of you know people hide their identities for a reason yeah exactly like, it's yeah. such like vulnerable like and sensitive like matters and information to mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. but I think um having that whole like you know trying to create a safe space for each yeah. other and looking out for each other mm-hmm. like like we need that more exactly more than ever 100 percent. yeah 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 and it can start now exactly you you can start it like you should should run like more women's spaces yeah Yeah. i'm I'm, uh i have some ideas in mind so watch this space towards the middle and end of this year 
<laughs> wow that segues into my next question actually because we actually have a few more questions to go awesome yeah um so i mean once i mentioned this it's going to be already happened so you have butter paramedics event this yes. thursday yes yeah. this thursday yeah 29 yeah it'll be too late because yes <laughs> that's all right i'm just letting everyone know <laughs> that that happens that it happens <laughs> exactly yeah. um what else but uh, outside of that um can you hint at some of the things that you have in store for us this year um i don't even know what i'm doing this year <laughs> but yeah lots of more creative works like uh visual creative projects um I shoot a lot for Butter Sydney as well, so you can always find my photos up there, here and there, mm-hmm. um, and events. I'm tr- really trying to focus on events this year. We've got – so we've got the one this Thursday and we have another one pending for May and then another one hopefully soon after that. And um, we'll see what happens as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited too. Yeah. Yeah. Like now that we're outside of lockdown mm-hmm. and like all the restrictions, it's just more relaxed now. 100%. Like everything's like everything's just too divine will. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so funny because like sometimes I just read back at like <laughs> your <laughs> your event and you just th- think about like, oh, I look forward to making workshops. Like that was last <laughs> yeah. year. <laughs> I know. My wow. God. Wow. Last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the workshop thing, yeah, that's, that's um, um, I mean, something I haven't thought about, but thinking about it now, it's kind of, like, subconsciously uh, manifested in itself because uh, Butter does, like, these sipping trips now where it's, like, sneaker customization classes with Justin um, from Chameleon Kicks, who's really cool. He's also from Maryland, and he does some dope custom sneakers, and he'll teach you how to paint your shoes and everything. Ooh yeah cool i'll look into that yeah like it's really fun yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that would be so awesome to do um do you have any future projects outside of culture shock as well like do you want to because yeah because i i look at your feet like it's beautiful yeah like you (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah it's such like i'm just always such an awe every time you release like a new sort of like three picture group mm-hmm. thing emoji like thank you it's just so oh, <laughs> it's eye candy to me. um do you have like are you still working on like graphic design or do you have like other projects like outside the platform or um yeah i have other projects outside hoping to do more video works this year um yeah just more creative fun visual stuff i want to be posting more on instagram as well that's another thing yeah just constantly designing making um yeah i did film a music video which will be i don't know when it will be out but it's in the editing process so that should be fun it's for a female artist so we love that love it love it oh i'm so keen for that (laughs) oh man like somebody works it's just so stunning and it's so inspirational like you inspire me oh like, thank you <laughs> you inspire me too oh my god stop no because i literally cannot write to save my life oh. <laughs> i still like fuck up like all the time like i get roasted by like my own writing and like what i say and just nobody's perfect but exactly no one's yeah. perfect yeah. yeah yeah it's the community spirit right there <laughs> um Anyway, my final question for this episode and interview. Awesome. Um, 
What advice can you give to young female creatives, especially creative women of color? Yes. Um, I think you should take when you're young take the opportunities that really speak out to you and like um don't be afraid to go for it and um see where it takes you don't be afraid to strike up a conversation with someone that you admire because when I was like 18 19 and like trying to go to all these like city events and stuff I would see people that like I'd been following on Instagram for ages and I want to talk to them and then I'd be too scared but then I I will go to another event I see them there again and I spoke to them there and I'd be like wow they actually you know are a nice person and like spoke to me um so yeah I think don't be afraid of other people don't be afraid to learn lessons from them too whether they are directly telling you um you know a little life story a little life lesson or if it's like something you can take away from their interactions or from how they work or whatever yeah oh that's wonderful advice <laughs> uh, love that love that especially like for this younger generation because i feel like we've come out of an age now mm-hmm. where um i can't remember who said this but it was I think someone from last year, I'll, <laughs> it'll come to my head. Um, they said, we're not, we're no longer are we like looking for like the Michael Jacksons and Whitney Houston's. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else is like looking for like the Brockhamptons and Billie Eilish's. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, like I definitely think we're sort of in this DIY age mm. right now. Um, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, like sky's the limit. Like you can do whatever you want. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like use what you have at hand and everything because um you can do so much with so little as well Mm. and then work your way up to like when you need you know bigger tools or better equipment or whatever like Mm. there's like really no one's stopping you but yourself which is hard a hard lesson to learn but it's so worth it (laughs) that is a perfect (laughs) note to end on um jazel Thank you so much for this interview. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Oh, good. Um, so just remind us, I mean, I'm going to plug this in in this description and the show notes, but um, what are your socials again? Um, my personal account is jayslays, J-A-Y-Y-Y-S-L-A-Y-S. Mm-hmm. And then the Culture Shock events um, page is cultureshock.au on Instagram. Awesome. Okay. I hope everyone at home will follow those accounts. (laughs) And they will. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) Anyway, once again, Jay Slays, (laughs) a.k.a. Jay, a.k.a. Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Loves it. (laughs) I love your bio. (laughs) Thank you so much again for this interview. Thanks for having me. So inspiring. Hope you guys enjoyed. This episode of The Western Podcast is hosted and edited by Nicole Catalina, with intro and outro music by The Western co-founder, Clarissa May. The Western is founded by our editor-in-chief, Laura Ranola, and recorded at our Duneside home in Western Sydney. You can follow us on Facebook at The Western and on Instagram at the.western. Again, that's at the.western. For more interviews, live pieces, and content from us, visit our website at thewestern.com.au. Thank you for listening. Peace out.